Well, it's great to be back on this Sunday morning to worship none other but Jesus Christ. Amen. He is the author and finisher, beginning and the end. Life would not be even be able to consist if it wasn't for him. We live and move and have our being by him, but more importantly, for him. Amen. Even the devil can't do anything without him. You could think of the most wicked people that's on the face of the earth, but they could not do without Jesus. Their heart wouldn't beat. They couldn't be able to breathe. They couldn't do anything. It's Jesus. We live and move and have our being by him. But more importantly, amen, I want to make sure in 22 that I do it for him. That I'd walk in his counsel. I'd walk in his light. I'd walk in his glory. Amen. And be willing, amen, to be the soldiers to walk against darkness and the rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places. Amen. To represent him against all the fiery darts and the enemy, amen, that wants to war against us. Even on a Sunday morning like this, you can receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You can receive healing for cancer. You can receive healing. There's not a disease. There's not an affection. There's not anything impossible. I believe in the three and a half years of his ministry. And I don't believe revival's over with. And I don't believe God's closed up camp. I believe he's wide open for business. Amen. To deliver and set free and make whole even on a Sunday morning like this. How did it come to church? Amen. And you know what? There's some places you don't know if they got it or not. And that's happening more often in the world we're living. But the church has always got it, honey. We're not about to file bankruptcy. We're not about to go under. I tell you, the church is going to rise up in this end time. You may not go to Burger King and get a hamburger, but what if you showed up at the first Jesus name of Church of Benda and our tables are full, amen, not only spiritual, but in the natural realm, God's got our needs supplied. I'm sorry, it's a little too much this early in the morning. No, no, I got to get up and go to Ingalls and get it. No, I got to get up and go to this place, and I got to go to that place. Where did Elijah go, honey? Scientists couldn't even get their own dirt to make a man. God don't even need anybody to make the dirt. And I couldn't help but think when Brother Ford said, when we fall down, we get all muddy. You know what this glory would do? If we'll humble ourselves and repent, that glory will shine right through that mud. That anointing and power of God can restore and bring us back. Amen. Amen. God started the recycling business a long time before recycling business ever become a popular thing. I mean, have you seen the little little green thing they put on and show all that? And so it's been recycled from this and recycled from that and used again. I'm glad I can be recycled. How about you? For the kingdom of God in 22. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Let our classes go back. Let's keep Sister Woods in prayer. She's staying in her got a, a nerve, pinched nerve in her back and under a lot of pain, but pray for her prior to service and so good to you to pray for her. I believe God's just gonna bless her. She was willing to uh, you know bear that responsibility to come and so this who class is good to have all of our guests. Amen. It's good to have the nephew and niece. Amen. The sister found us with this morning. God bless them. Amen to come. I know they're excited to having them for a week. Amen. Praise God. Help 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 them, you know overcome and be victorious and all these good things as good uncles and aunts do hallelujah praise god hey, i still remember those days i used to every summer go to uncle taylor's and aunt Vinny's. they had no children and uh so I, i'd have the privilege and 
I don't know. I was, I was actually the only one out of the five that got this privilege, and I really don't know why. Amen, but I did. And I'd go every year, every one of my highlights in the summer, go spend a week with them. Amen. Man, we had a long ways. Went all the way to big level. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Back then in those days, that was a long way from home. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. But we had the time of our lives. Amen. No doubt. And I've thought about them off and on every time we go through that way. Amen. Think about them. What some good times we had. Amen. Being raised and having an opportunity. Amen. That there was actually a great uncle and a great aunt, to be honest with you. Hallelujah. But uh, they was, you know, they treated us just like if we was one of their own. And uh, But it's so good to see you in the house of God today. Amen. To come worship the Lord. And let's pray. Um, COVID has apparently has stuck its head up again. Amen. Servals uh, got it. Some other churches warned against it. And things of that nature certain families and so let's pray God let's don't forget we kind of backed off of that prayer a little bit it kind of died down and we have a tendency to back off ourselves but uh, we started back amen hallelujah God because he's our protector he can put a wall here and keep us and protect us amen not only here but out on the highways and the byways and amen to help us amen with this that we warn against it is a good opportunity for you and I to be a light amen of his goodness and grace and mercy to help us Hallelujah, for with or without the shot, he's really the keeper. Amen. Amen. If God's not in it, God don't bless it, it won't work. I'm just telling you that. That's in Psalms. You can get up early and you can stay up late and you can labor all you want to, but God's not in it. You're late, you're wasting your time. And so there it is. So I, I'm putting my trust and confidence in the Lord with or without the shot. But man, he's the one that's going to help us. He's the one that's going to see us through. Amen. Hallelujah. He's still sitting on the throne. Anybody read your lesson? Hallelujah. Thank God that we have access to a throne this morning. Amen. Even though he's sitting, it's one place that talks about sitting on the right-hand side and represents authority and power. And we know the scriptures taught us that all power in heaven and earth has been given to this name. And you know, the disciples were questioned one time of the first miracle that took place in the New Testament church. When that lame man, they called a man and questioned them by what authority or power have you done this? Amen. I'm telling you what, if it's ever been a generation that needs to experience the authority and power that's been invested in the name of Jesus Christ, it's this generation. They got too much confidence and leaning too much on the arm of flesh and on governments and on other people and on superstars and things of that nature when really our help comes from none other but Jesus Christ. He is the sole reason and the only reason that we gathered here this morning. I didn't gather for any other reason but for His glory to show up, for His healing hand to move, for his saving powers to move. It doesn't matter to me who sing or don't sing. It doesn't matter to me who preaches or don't preach. But when you show up at the first Jesus name church of Bendale, the first thing is Jesus Christ. The last thing is Jesus Christ. And if we'll keep Jesus Christ in all between of those areas, I'm telling you, you will not stop the power of this place. Hallelujah, that wants to flow out of this house. Well, I believe it. And I believe it's going to happen. Amen. Thank you for all of you that was able to make it with us Friday night. Amen. Foot washing and, and the uh, communion. Uh, thank God for a body that was broken. Amen. A body that, sh that shed all the blood. We used to sing that old song, one, one drop just for me. But in a sense, in a way, you know, that's not really correct. He shed every drop for each one of us. If you or I would have been the only ones that was going to ever hear this gospel. And receive the benefits of it and the fullness of it. He'd have paid the same price. So he spilled out it all for you and I. Amen. What sacrifice and pain and agony he went through. 
that you and I could have life and life more abundantly. But, amen, the cross, amen. Thank God he didn't come off the cross. Not of his own will, he could have. He could have fought a battle. He could have called 12 legions of angels. It would have been a slaughter. As powerful and mighty as the Romans were at their time, and the emperors and soldiers, and as cruel and a man as callous as they were, hallelujah, to do and perform these sacrifices and human sacrifices, and a man that they would go through, hallelujah, they wouldn't have had a chance. Amen. But thank God that Jesus Christ submitted himself unto the will of the Father. Hallelujah. If there's ever been a generation, we need to humble ourselves and yield ourselves unto the will of the Father. Amen. If we'll walk in his will, we'll find the strength and help that we need. Hallelujah. To walk victorious in this world and in this present time. Because you and I are part of a kingdom that's everlasting. You and I, amen, have access through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Not only as a king, but as a high priest. Hallelujah. That we can find the mercy and the grace. Hallelujah. Be victorious. That's in our lesson today. I'm glad to know this one called Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm glad to know him through the baptism of Jesus' name. I'm glad I've got a revelation of the gospel and the true understanding what that gospel, that good tidings and good news is all about. I'm glad, amen, that we've experienced it and that it's alive and well in our world today. Hallelujah, the church, amen, is not about to go under. Hallelujah, if you don't think the church is going to survive, then you're the one, amen, that needs to take the examination, come back to an altar, get prayed back up, get prayed back through. Hallelujah, because you know what? You can make it all by yourself with Jesus Christ. You and Jesus Christ is the majority. Greater is he that's in us. This is what the Bible says. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. He's greater than the devil. He's greater than sin. He's greater than your family. He's greater than all the rulers of darkness. He's greater than your government. He's greater for every pitfall. I tell you, God is greater. Thank God for a pulpit. God's going to pull us out of some pits. If we're not careful, the devil's doing everything he can to cause the church, its individuals, its families, and even as a church, fall in a pit. Pit of despair. Pit of hopelessness. Pit of aggravation. Pit, well, it ain't going the way I want it to go. Pit of pain. What about that one? What about the pit of pain? I know I preached that here a while, but you know, the pit. I'm not going to preach it again tonight, but we made 40 years out. Praise God. I tell you what, the Bible talks about a, a, one of the great men was willing, amen, on a snowy day, go in a pit and fight a lion. Woo! That's kind of like some of us guys, amen, on a snowy day, go stand on a deer stand. <laughs> Don't make a lot of sense, does it? But if you got a passion for it, you're willing to pay the price. <laughs> Praise God. I, I told Sister Woods, we went in and prayed for her. I told her, I said, hey, God's going to bless you. Amen. For willing to endure that pain and to come and teach. Amen. To bear the responsibility of your class. Hallelujah. And you were, were still willing to come. Amen. I believe God honored that. Could it be that some, sometimes that's what happens? We're not willing to bear the pain to come to church, but we bear the pain to go to a physical doctor. I'm not being ugly. <laughs> All right. Who sits on the throne? Are you glad for the one that sits on the throne this morning? Praise the Lord. Is it that bad this morning, folks? It's the first Sunday. You made it to 22. 
we got a lot to live for. Now, if I, if I was joining in a place where they wasn't preaching truth, where the Holy Ghost was not allowed and taught against, where they didn't really believe in Jesus, where they didn't believe in an inheritance, where they think any old way you do, <laughs> I'd be depressed and, and, and I'd be down and out. And <laughs> I'd, I'd have the looks that some people's got on their faces. That's right. They don't have a whole lot of hope. They don't have a whole lot to look forward to. But we don't have hope only in this life. We got hope in the life to come. They diagnosed me with cancer tomorrow. And I die Friday. Amen. You know what? If I walk with God just right, it'll be all right. God knows all about it. He's already got it mapped out. It's His business. This body belongs to Him. I believe God just gave me a little revelation about that just this past week. This body belongs to Him. So anything that attacks this body attacks Him. And He can get ready anytime He gets ready. Amen. To drive the sickness out. Turn that body around. Whatever He wants to. Or He can simply tell me as He told Paul. My grace is sufficient. And so by your grace I'm going to find the sufficiency to walk in the course in the manner and in the spirit and the attitude. Hallelujah. Regardless of where you send me and who you send me among to be a testimony. We are overcomers by the word of our testimony. And Brother McCain taught us hallelujah. You don't have a testimony without a test. I'm glad amen. We got a God that went through every temptation, every test. Jesus Christ said cheer up. I've overcome the world. Even death itself, the final enemy. We don't live by how we feel. We don't live by what we drive or what's in our pocketbooks or on our CDs. We live, amen, because of who's alive on the side of us. With a promise that no man can pluck us out. All said and done, you know, the doctrine, you know, once saved, always saved, ought to be true. Amen. Just as much as the doctrine, amen, that anybody began to be a believer in Jesus and cried out to Him, ought to have the Holy Ghost. Since you believe. And so the only reason somebody does not have the Holy Ghost and walking in the Holy Ghost is their own unbelief, not anybody else's. Because no other man can stop the power of this God from being activated and operating through our lives and for you and I to accomplish and achieve what He's called us to do. Praise God. I believe He's sitting on the throne. Amen. And this is a spiritual kingdom. I know the devil can hinder it. It hindered Paul. Amen. But you know what? It never stopped him. Never stopped him from having revival. And even though whenever they tried to persecute him, whenever they tried to stone him, and they did, and they drug him outside the city and stoned him, and some of his own followers stand around observing and watching, all of a sudden, man, hey, man them stones come alive. <laughs> Amen. And you know what? Paul didn't pick up nothing. He didn't, Paul didn't pick up anything. Well, I'm just going to walk in the Holy Ghost. You know what? We got an attitude in the spirit of we got the same spirits in that world out there. You've heard me, I'm going to hurt you. You say something to me, I'm going to say something back. And we justify it. I don't know how, but we justify it. That's not of God. And watch this. You know, the most important throne that you and I have got today is our own throne of our own hearts, our minds and spirit. 
That's right. Who's sitting on the throne of our own hearts? Who's sitting on the throne of our minds? Who's sitting on the throne of our lives? Because who's sitting on that throne is the one, amen, that we're going to... That's who's going to be our master when it's all said and done. Praise God. We got a good lesson today. When you begin to look in Rome, uh, Revelations 21 and 22, amen, it begins to talk about the throne itself. And, and, and as the writer's going to bring it out into our attention here in the lesson connection, hallelujah, the power of a throne, the power of the church, amen, a power of its position or a place. How many people, amen, that uh, would, would join together or bond together in believing, uh, letting God work in our hearts, letting God work in our minds, and letting God work in our lives like never before. Hello, you know what? We have got to let him, amen, be on the throne of our lives because he's the master. He's the way maker. He's the provider. He is the way. That's, that's, you know, he is the door. Hallelujah. There's no reason for anybody to waver or doubt in the spiritual realms. Hallelujah. But you know what? He also promised us what? He would give us the desires of our heart. Praise God. So we've got a good lesson here today. He who sits on the throne, amen, and uh, as we look into this lesson in the focus verses in Revelations 22, 1 and 3, he showed unto me a pure rivers of waters of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and out of the Lamb. And in the midst of the street of it and on the either side of the river was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manners of fruit and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be more, no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. Amen. All the nations and all the people of that time, hallelujah, that, that setting up, hallelujah. We, we look into this. I'm going to tell you what, there's a lot. When you really begin to read these last few chapters of Revelation and what all is going to happen unfolded. I'm not an expert on this. And, and some of the experts, I'm not sure if they're such an expert. But we'll, amen, everybody's got different opinions and ideas about it and how it's all going to unfold. Hallelujah. But I'm glad it's just in God's hands and he's going to allow it all to unfold. But you and I can be a part of this. There's no, no doubt. No waver about that. Amen. A part of this city, a part of this throne, a part of uh, experiencing them, beholding this. And this is what revel revelation, amen, is a revelation of Jesus Christ. That's really what it's all about. And what and the, the disciples of Jesus and the followers of Jesus and those that believe on him and call upon him and what's laid up for them and what they're going to experience. This is what John the Revelator, I promise you, that was not in the best geogra geographical location when he attained this revelation. Hallelujah. He was probably not in the best physical condition. Amen. And when he received this revelation, hallelujah, according to history, they done tried to boil him. They done tried to do a number of things to kill him. They finally just put him on the Isle of Patmos to die, amen, with all the others. There was a bunch of criminals and things of that nature that probably wasn't too kind to him, probably wasn't too gentle to him. But could it be, as Brother Ford done mentioned, there's something that flows out of these earthen vessels that people recognize. The devil recognized Jesus when the Jews failed to recognize him. The spiritual realms recognized him as the Son of God. And you and prophesied themselves out of their own mouth 
Paul said, you come to torment us before our time. We know our time's coming. We know we're going to be tormented. Hallelujah. But you know what? They sell a bill of goods that's no good. They don't do nothing but lie because their father, amen, is nothing but a liar. And everything the devil promises anybody is built on sand. It's going to seek out from under them. But thank God for the rock and the foundation that you're going to read and see even in this lesson today. And you notice the same things that's going to happen here. We're living in a world today that don't believe you've got to follow the apostolic doctrine. They don't believe that you've got to follow after, amen, the 12 tribes of Israel. But the very city that you and I are going to be a part of and join up in, amen, is going to bear the names of the 12 tribes. It's also going to bear, amen, the 12 names of the apostles themselves. And so unless we follow through, amen, with the apostles' doctrines, amen, and what was given unto the Israelites, and when they became Israel as a one Lord and one God and one faith, hallelujah, we believe in one God, hallelujah, we believe that one God is none other but Jesus Christ. And so that brings us right to the place there's going to be one throne and one that's going to sit on that throne. And so the people, amen, that says that you're nothing but a bunch of Jesus only, you're absolutely right. Because it's going to be a Jesus only that's going to sit on the only throne that life is going to flow out of, that water is going to flow out of, that light itself is going to flow out. He's going to have a need of nothing or nobody. It's all going to flow out, amen, and we're going to be satisfied like never before. Everybody content this morning? Everybody happy? Everybody? No, no, not, that's a trick question. Because you're never fully content in this body. <laughs> you're never fully content in this world. Now, you're, you can be content of the salvation experience you've had with God. You can even be content with, with the health you've got. But uh, anybody got perfect health here this morning? Never had a headache? Never had a sinus problem? Never had knee ache, back ache, toothache? Still got all your teeth in perfect condition. Get your eyeballs and they in perfect condition. All your hair still in. <laughs> uh, now you see what I'm saying? Watch this. There's a throne and a time that we're coming. <laughs> you don't have to worry about it. Won't, won't we're going to be content. We're going to be satisfied. There's a lot in this lesson. If we really pay attention, what's been brought to us in this lesson. Amen. It's some of the most powerful things. Amen. But you know what? We sung the song this morning. We sung about a tower, didn't we? We know that tower is Jesus Christ, isn't it? And the righteous are what? Are safe. How many of you feel real safe in this country anymore? I'm not, I'm not faulting the government. I'm not faulting the law, lawmen. I'm not faulting anybody. It's just the times we're living. It's in the spiritual world that we're in. A man of wickedness and evil and waxing worse and worse. Hallelujah. But you know what? Hallelujah. That when we get to that place, in that city, there will be no defilement that will ever end whatsoever. There'll be no devil or not any individuals, a man that can defile that city. Hallelujah. At any point or time, the gates will be open all the time, all the day. There won't be no night because there won't even be no need of the sun, the moon, or the stars because the light's going to come through nothing else but the Lamb, God, the Lamb. Amen. Jesus Christ. The light. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you what. There's going to be the tree. I read it in the focus lesson here, 22 and 1 and 3. Talks about that river of life that's going to flow out. Amen. We've got a likeness unto the Garden of Eden, I believe. Hallelujah. Even in that garden, amen. Hallelujah. Everything that Adam and Eve was going to need as they dressed or tended or kept that garden. I believe in all the labor. Hallelujah. And all that they put into it. It was an absolute delight and a joy. Hallelujah. For them to accomplish that and achieve that. As they partook of the fruit, as they ate of the things around them. Hallelujah. The naked, they didn't even know it. No shame. 
They didn't know anything about shame. They didn't know anything about sin. They had complete fellowship, amen, with God. And, and sometimes we use and say, you know, that God only visit them in the cool of the day. The only reason we say that is because after they have taken of the fruit, amen, the writer says in the cool of the day, he visit them after they had taken. But could it be that God waited the cool of the day, the best time that he could visit them, amen, because he already knew where Adam was at. But he made Adam give an account for himself. So where art thou, Adam? God already knew where he's at. God already knew the process that had taken place. God knew before the very foundation of the world that this was going to happen. Amen. And so you know what? God's got this thing already mapped out and it's going to unfold. But you and I just got to be the followers and the believers in the world that we're living in right now. In the time and the generation that we're living in right now. That you know what? I got more way on the other side that's more important than everything amen this world's got to offer me. And that's walking with Jesus Christ and living for God. So, he begins to talk about the throne, the lesson takes itself. How many has ever played King of the Hill? Hmm. Now, that used to be a popular thing back in the dinosaur days, I guess you would say. <laughs> and you got four brothers, you play King of the Hill. Basically, you get all your cousins there. But you know what? I always noticed something. I had a couple of cousins, man, six foot. They was big. They was big back then. But it, they, didn't get, they didn't get to stay King of the Hill all the time. It didn't matter how big they were. I mean, you can get a butt, butt enough, man, little bambinos hitting you from the backside all of a sudden. <laughs> you coming down off that hill. Hallelujah. So everything and everybody that's ever tried to take the throne except out of Jesus Christ, their, their kingdom's going to tumble. In fact, if you'll read in your Bible, we sung the song about the tower. There's only one tower, amen, that's going to survive above all the other towers. All the other towers that man's ever built and all the other towers that every other kingdom has built has come tumbling down. Hallelujah. But thank God for the tower of righteousness that you and I have found and experienced in Jesus Christ. This tower is never going to come tumbling down. Hallelujah. But it's going to sustain all the storms. It's going to bring us through all the generations and the eon of times. Hallelujah. Because this righteousness is righteous from God. And there's a tower that you and I found and took upon us. And it's going to bring us out on the other side. The devil's not going to win. He's accusing other brothers. And God even limited him, amen, when that time come. And there's going to come a time, amen, when he's going to put that devil, amen, old Lucifer himself, which actually means son of morning, son of light, hallelujah, illuminating one. But whenever he lifted up himself and let pride enter his heart, and he lifted himself above God, see, that's a very driving factor of most people that want the throne. Praise God. <laughs> Did you know that this can work also right down to very small areas of our lives? Thrones, amen, doesn't also mean that just some big high. <laughs> Sometimes thrones can be, I want the throne in my family. Man, I'm, <laughs> I want the throne in the church. You'd be shocked at some apostolic churches that's ruled by certain families in that church. <laughs> Maybe I should have waited to June to talk about this, huh? No. You and I, we all know this. We know this. That's the reason the old man has got to die. That's the reason we got to follow what Paul taught us. He said, I die daily. That's the reason Paul was given a messenger from Satan to buffet him. Because of the revelations. Amen. How God used him in such a powerful, a special, a chosen vessel. 
was going to carry this gospel to the Gentiles. And God was going to use him in such a miraculous way. A praying for the sick and raising them up. I'm going to say this. I believe sometimes the reason, and this is not the only, but, but, but I believe sometimes the reason we may not uh, tame some miracles that we would like to see is because we really couldn't handle them. And they would actually be, cause us to lose out with God. Because we'd get ourselves lifted up. Come on, we, we're seeing this, folks. I don't know much about it, but I've heard others talk about it. Certain ministries out there that and they, they, they're, you know, they're not on truth. But there's a certain amount of whatever goes on in these places and crusades and Benny Hinn and folks like that. And takes a jacket and people just lay out into it and doing this, all this other stuff. But, but man, research starts going into it and people start digging into it and all of a sudden it's not what it's supposed to be. But you know what? That still doesn't change the fact that there is a God. And there is a real healer. And there's a real Savior. And there's one, amen, hallelujah, that we must let have the throneship, not just in this church, but in our lives. The throneship in our family. Well, if I got the throneship in my family, then I can let my family do what I want to, and I can sanctify and justify and okay them. That's the power of a throne. That's the power. He, he, he louds. Esther. Go back to Esther. That king, amen, that's setting up, hallelujah, at that moment in time, he had the power of life and death in his tongue. Any moment, any time when they entered that certain chamber, that inner chamber, not the outer chamber, but when they entered the inner chamber without being called on. Ooh, praise God. Without being beckoned to come, the king had the power and the authority to take their lives. Don't even let him be brought in. But he could simply speak the word. And his soldiers and right in men would, would take their lives. That brings us right on to where even God. No man can come on God unless the Spirit draws them. It's his Spirit that draws us through the gospel, through the word of God. This gospel was brought by none other but Jesus Christ himself. To bring us this good tidings and good news. And that's the reason we should never lose the awe about coming to the house of God. Having the opportunity Amen. And willing to pay the price that I'm coming. Amen. You know, we've heard stories and events of individuals. Hallelujah. That go beside themselves or crawl on rocks and glass and all these different kind of things to go to worship their God. They would have them set up on some kind of throne. And, amen. And they would, they would go through these, uh, these rituals. Amen. To, to prove their love. Amen. To, a, to a, a, a God that's really not a God. A God that doesn't have ears to hear and hands to reach out. Or a voice that's speaking to them. <laughs> and so, you know, what about us? You know what, God, if you'll help me in 22. Amen. I really want you to be on the throne of my heart. My emotions, my desires, my passions. And we'd be willing to pay at whatever price, at whatever time that you'd have us to. Amen. To, to be the vessels that you want to speak. Because you know why? There's something laying up, folks. I'm going to tell you it's going to be worth every sacrifice we pay. Amen. To attain it. If we're not careful... We'll get the attitude and the spirit. And I'm going to tell you, this spirit's got a hold of America. I'm sorry, folks. I'm just, this spirit's got a hold of America. America would rather have a check sent to them, amen, and a kickback, and let's don't do nothing. 
Amen. Just a, 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 a softness and laziness. And I don't want to pay a price. And I don't want to, I want to do things. And please, uh, no, no. man, I, I tell you, I feel like I got to justify everything I say. Hallelujah. But, but if you're not careful with the same way spiritual. The spiritual realms, we got people out there. Just live like you want to live. Do what you want to do. If you just believe in Jesus and confess him with your tongue. Hallelujah. It don't matter if you, 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 you know, that, that little deal the other day was about you, that guy I'm about to share from. Well, that's aggravated me. I prayed about that. And, hallelujah. And, 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 you know, the Lord probably away. My palm won't say nothing, but I'm not guaranteeing nothing yet. It's up to God. Hallelujah. But, but if, if I see that cat, I'm going to tell him. You taught them kids to lie, buddy. Now you say, oh, come on, preacher. You're getting a little. You can say what you want to. I'm telling you, I, uh, I'm around some folks. They lie and don't even bat their eyes. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just. I'll tell you something. You don't have to exaggerate. You don't have to lie about this. You don't have to do none of that. God can take care of His business. And so that's that just really aggravated me, because in these same chapters you're going to see, one is sitting on this throne. He he gives us a little list, who's not. Going to come before that throne. And who's not going to be a participant in that city. And so, but we're living in a world today. And we've allowed uh, uh, churches. I'm going to tell you something. You know what the biggest problem in America is? It's, it's not from the White House. It's from the pulpit. We can all say what we want to. It's from the pulpit. Because the pulpit would preach and live and make the stand that God, I'm telling you what, some of this that's going on wouldn't be going on. Surely wouldn't be. Amen. And do it out of love. Do it out of, you know, out of the book. I mean, we can't change it. It changes us. And we're born by this same letter. Amen. Who receives this letter. Who doesn't try to add or take from it. But he, now watch this, the same one sitting on this throne and the writer talks about it. He's the only one that has the power and the authority. No one else. I don't care what preacher you got. I don't care what spiritual leaders we've got. I don't care what positions they hold. I don't care who's your mama. I don't care who's your daddy. I don't care who's what. I don't care if you're 10th blood Pentecostal. Amen. I'm telling you all that ain't going to amount to nothing. Only one can put your name in the Lamb Book of Life. And only one has the power to erase it. And nobody has the power to change either direction. Jesus Christ and Him alone. That's the reason the Scriptures told us that what we do is do it as unto the Lord. Don't do it as unto a pastor. Don't live holy because the pastors give you some rules. <laughs> Those rules may not, be, may not line up. Where an individual draws some lines to tell you if you're in or out. <laughs> Praise God. Why do you have referees at a ball game? I mean, if they don't have no authority and power to call you in or out, why have them? I mean, their call sometimes can be the, the winnings of the Super Bowl. <laughs> that ought to be a big thing going on sometime pretty quick, I think. I guess, I don't know. I used to be anyway. <laughs> the umpire was one. And that call, amen, can make all the difference. Man, I'm glad I'm serving one today.
called Jesus Christ. Because he doesn't just watch this now. Because if you go back and read your lesson, and you ought to see where people that, that position themselves and, and is willing to kill people, that they could gain the throne ship. Amen. And, and take a hold of the throne ship and have the power and authority. But they've done it out of their own passion and their own desire. And they was willing to destroy life. But thank God for the one that's sitting on this throne. He's sitting on this throne that took this throne that he may give life. <laughs> not to destroy it. Amen. He done it that whosoever will now. It's not just the Jews. It's not just the Israelite. It's not just a, but whoever's thirsty. I'm going to cover some of this. You watch. Amen. This lesson's got some flowing out of it. Praise God. And when we have a relationship and a fellowship with God, amen, it's not just a, a good buddy on the side of a road. There's no greater friend than the friend of Jesus Christ. And there's nobody can stick closer than Jesus Christ. There's limitations to every friend, every family member. Hallelujah. Anybody in every position. I'm telling you, the president cannot get you out of that grave. As high as position, the chief and commander of this nation. Hallelujah. He's very, very, very limited. Hallelujah. And his power and authority. Hallelujah. He can pardon the turkey. And he can pardon certain people. But I'm going to tell you something. He can never pardon you, amen, out of hell. So, throne ship, what it represents. Anybody ever heard Brother Williams preach about the time when Jesus came? Talks about how that those rulers would take their own sons out on the steps of their thrones. Just, just young lads cut their throats. Scream, Leah forever the king. The passion. The strive to have that position. To hold that throne ship. Did you know that same struggle goes on inside of each and every one of us? This old carnal man, this old fleshly man is hostile against God and he's not willing to die and he's not willing to just lay on the side of the road but by the power of the Holy Ghost and by prayer and by obedience we conquer it day in and day out we overcome it we override it huh. praise God one of the best ways that you can see whether or not if you've got it conquered, James helps us to understand that. It's the power of the tongue. What rules the tongue. There's been some, off, some great wars started. The power of the tongue. Being able to tame it. Being able to rule it. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. That's the reason God used the tongue as, an, as the evidence of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Because when the Holy Ghost comes in and you start walking the Holy Ghost, it helps us. It helps us who's really sitting on the throne of our heart. Who's really the, our master. Amen. Who's, who's the beginning and the ending. Who's the passion of our love. Amen. So he talks about it here. The time when you go to Daniel's the fifth chapter. And he talks about the Persians and the Medes and the changing of hands there. Even in that particular chapter, you're going to read. Amen. When you read about Nebuchadnezzar, even Nebuchadnezzar is, 
It's God. God had lifted Nebuchadnezzar up. Daniel told him. He said, God's put you in this place. And God's given you this power that all the people feared him. Man, he had the power to take life or to give life. I mean, he even, uh, if you read it close, you're going to see that, uh, according to Daniel, Nebuchadnezzar had the power over the animals and things of this. Like. It would blow your mind, the power and the authority. And he was the, he was the one over Babylon <laughs> that was ruled and reigned. And then Belshazzar, his son, comes on the throne. But Nebuchadnezzar had enough sense after the experience he had. After the time that God had smoted him off of that throne and, and put him out in the field, and the dew fell on him, and his fingernails grew like claws, and almost took on the, like a beast and eating the grass. And before that was over with, son, he acknowledged and realized, hey, there is a God that rules and reigns in the affairs of all men. And when he gave him glory and he gave him praise and honor, he changed that circumstance and that situation. That's the same way with us. That's really what it's all about. When we come to that place, you know what? There's a God. And we know Him through Jesus Christ. We know Him through the Holy Ghost. We know Him by the Word of God. Amen. And we submit ourselves and we give ourselves to Him. Amen. And He's got something laying up for us. Hey, hallelujah. He's got something that we're going to tame. But, but watch this. When Belshazzar got the throne ship and he called in all of his lords and, and all the princes and everybody that was somebody and wives and concubines and man, they got to partying. And, huh, got to, all of a sudden, he reached a point in place. He said, go get the vessels that his, his daddy had took out of the sanctuary, out of the temple, out of the tabernacle. Bring them, bring them, bring the cups. And they began to take that wine and they began to out of those vessels. Hmm. And when they began to do that, all of a sudden, Belsarge realized on the side of the plaster of the wall, some fingers showed up in writing, Medi, Medi, Tekla, which means, which means numbers. And he talks about his kingdom's going to be numbered. And Daniel was called in, called in to give the interpretation. He took his mother to come in to remind him, hey, you got somebody, watch this, that's in your kingdom. Think about that one a minute. What's in our possession? What's, what kingdom are you and I a part of? There is a spiritual kingdom, ladies and gentlemen. You and I become a part of through obedience unto the gospel. And through the baptism of the Holy Ghost. If you don't believe you've got to have the Holy Ghost, you better start reading your Bible again. Because that's the only way. And the Holy Ghost, watch this. And I got the scriptures to back us up, buddy. Amen. The comforter. Amen. He's the guide. Going to guide you into all truth and all righteousness. That's the reason we got so many different avenues and so many different doctrines, so many different beliefs. Because man's reasoning and his own abilities. Watch this. Even religion. It's become because of certain individuals. Couldn't find unity and couldn't find agreement out of the book. And so they said, hey, we'll start our own. Even using the book to do it. To back up their beliefs, and their doctrines. Well, I'm, I'm hitting some stumps. I've hit some already. Some's walked out. It's okay. It's, it's God's. Hallelujah. Who's on the throne of our lives? Do we really believe this? 
Have we really sold out to it? He is the Lord of the battle. He can help us. We have access to this throne. Hebrews, the Hebrew writer talks about it. I think it's Hebrews 4 and 16. He sits on the throne. We have access to this throne that we might attain what? Grace. Through mercy that we might attain grace. Why? Because the one that's sitting on this throne today is called Jesus Christ. Amen. He's not only going to be a king of kings, but right now he fulfills the office of high priest. And it's our high priest. When we begin to call on him with honesty and with sincerity. Hey, I believe that's the reason God will show up. That's the reason I believe God can do something about a circumstance and a situation. I don't care how, how awful it is, how bad it is. I don't care if it's a mental problem, a physical problem, a financial problem. It don't make any difference. He's not limited. <laughs> he's not. I, I, I'm, I am, but, but he's not. But he's gave us access to this throne through prayer, through faith, through crying and lifting up our voices. And so as you watch, as he talked about this throneship and kingship and it was taken from him this is where the meat is and I'm going to let you you can read the next couple of paragraphs the writer talks about the process that took place with Darius and amen and how the son was killed and everybody didn't know that the son was killed and, and so different ones and, and he talks about pretenders and if you go on to read it and he put it in for emphasis and that mega, that's a group of people wise men same type of men that came to Jesus that we just paid out in the Christmas program. Wise men that came from afar, from the east. So that same group and style and type of men. I mentioned this here a while back. And uh, thank God for them, especially with the pandemic and the different things going on. And we prayed and we asked God to help individuals come up with a vaccine and come up with a means and ways and and, and hopefully, prayerfully, you know, this this working out. There's still a lot of junk in it. I mean, come on, let's just be honest. You know what the biggest problem of all that is? I'll tell you what the biggest problem of it. Money. Money. Who wants to make the most money out of it? And it starts from that White House. Right on down through the rest of them. Your doctors. Uh, Y'all all get mad and do what you want to. But I'm telling you, the love of money is the root of all evil. And no, nothing exempts us from that. Including the church. Including the church. Love of money. Because you know what? Money, money, money gives you power. Money can give you authority. Money can do things for you. Huh. So the love of money. Man, because... <laughs> so... As we go into the, the lesson part itself and... I just keep from, I know I've spent a lot of time already. And, and you begin to look into some scriptures here this morning of what actually was written. The throne itself, and the writer talks about it. As you talk about uh, when he wrote to the, the book of Revelations, the seven churches in Asia Minor, and the, as these were used or accustomed what the subject of the Roman Empire. They understood the power of the throne. They understood that. 
Jesus Christ himself. And he walked among them and he looked at the temple. They brought him out, the disciples, his own disciples, as they was amazed at the temple and the building of it. And he told them, he said, you know, that one stone upon the other. He prophesied in 70 AD, there's going to be, be one left, one on top of the other. He goes as far as to tell them, and you know, that but in three days, I'm going to raise up this temple. They took it to be that natural temple. That took them years and to, to build and set up. And, but that wasn't a temple. He's talking about his own temple. This temple. The temple that's going to represent God. This temple that, that Abraham told Isaac that God, amen, to provide himself a sacrifice. Amen. This temple that's going to represent the priesthood of Melchizedek. That had no father, mother, no beginning in a priesthood. This temple, the lamb that was going to be the high priest, but now is also going to be the king of kings and the one that's going to sit on the throne. This is the one, a man, that life's going to flow out of. That devil and all of his tactics and all of his demonical forces and powers and sickness and, and sin and the results of sin. This is the only one that can do anything about it. No one else. Nothing else. I thank God, and please don't, don't, don't take me wrong for what I'm fixing to say. I thank God for all the programs that men's got. And it's upon this earth trying to help people through medication and through certain areas. And I, I believe these, these, some, of these, you know, some of these folks, you know, they're not, they're not can I say, I, I hate to say they're not normal. They're, they're normal, but they're not normal. To have such brilliance and ability to tame so much knowledge. And to accomplish so much. And to understand the ins and outs about chemistry. And, and all these different things that goes on. Inside this body. And what we're pronged and subject to give ourselves to. And, and we see it. We see it in the... If you listen to any of this, even from Trump. And from Biden. And from the president. And... And, 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 and even against COVID itself, that they didn't receive the normal shots. So where are they putting the trust? What are they leaning on? Man, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm fighting a spiritual boy battle this morning. I, I can tell. <laughs> but if we're not careful, even we at the church... Jesus Christ. That's the reason they hated Jesus. That's the reason the Pharisees and the Sadducees hated Jesus. Because whenever he walked into the temple, a man, and he said, man, you've made this place a den of thieves. It's all about your money. It's all about the changing that's taking place. And the very the ones that needs this temple, that they can come to be healed, that they can come and be delivered, they can come and be set free. You you buy to them, you locking them out. When he walked in, all of a sudden, man, the poor and the lame, he began to heal them and he blessed them in their own synagogues. Huh. It's no different. God hadn't changed his mind about miracles, ladies and gentlemen. God hadn't changed his mind about revival. Revival's been here since the day of Pentecost. And it can be an individual or a church or a movement. It just depends on us, not God. God's got it. And God's ready to give it. But it's got to be God's way. If he's going to put his stamp of approval on it, 
If he's going to manifest his power, if he's going to manifest his spirit, if he's going to manifest his love, it's going to be God's way. And anything that's outside of that's going to crumble. Anything outside of that's not going to be lasting. Are we hearing it? The throne that he set known is an everlasting kingdom. It's an everlasting throne. Hallelujah. There won't be any end to his kingdomship. He, we're going to get a demonstration of it even upon this earth through the millennium. A thousand years. Huh. Where's the church going to be in them thousand years? Upon this earth. Church going to be raptured. Church. Where, how are we going to serve as, as priests and kings to him? And, and so, so they understood the dictatorship of the power of this throne. It wasn't a likely thing to come up against Caesar. In fact, who could go against Caesar and survive? They even tried to trap Jesus himself about Caesar and paying the taxes. And he says, hey, hey, bring me corn. And he shows him. He says, because even now, they didn't reach the place that on the corn had the, 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 the stamp of Caesar on it. Huh. But you render unto Caesar the things of Caesar, but unto God the things of God. Huh. He went before Pilate. Pilate tried to tell him. He said, hey, I got the power of man of life and death. No, you don't, Pilate. You only got because I'm allowing you to have it. Nobody can take my life. No man can take my life. I'm going to give it. It's all about giving. Submitting ourselves into this throne. Submitting ourselves into his will. To his call. To his election. It's got to be that burning passion. Because I'm telling you folks, there's reward on the other side. It's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. I promise you. Every weight that you and I lay aside, it's going to be worth it. Every trial, every battle that you and I go through for this gospel's sake. And to represent this kingdom and represent the throneship of Jesus Christ. It's going to be worth it. So... He who sits on the throne is God, and he is the, also the Lamb. Man, I've talked about it already to a certain point, a man uh, of who he is. The king sits on the throne as ruler of heaven and earth because he has conquered both. you got to believe that this morning. He's a conqueror. He has conquered. You can't, don't listen to the devil. Listen to all that lying stuff out there. No, we're made overcomers. We're on the winning side. The disciples of Jesus Christ and those that are followers of Jesus Christ. It's not a better life. It's not a better life to live. It's not a better life to die for. It's not a greater cause. Amen. Is that not what David taught us when he showed up to battle? Man, is there not a cause? Take this Goliath out. We watch the scriptures themselves. Uh, I'm just going to do my best to try to go through them quickly, probably, I guess, with the time that I've got. Especially Revelations 21 and 22. But I'm going to come back to 20. 20 talks about a throne, too. 
And 21 and 22 talks about the throne. And so let's just take a moment. Let's just, let's just see what, what John saw. What was revealed unto John about this throne and about the end time. Because this is, this is, this is when things is coming to a close and ending and time will be no more. And what this throne ship and what's going to flow out of this throne ship. He starts out in, in 21 and 1. He says, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. Peter talks about how that it'll be burned up, how that it'll, uh, be, it won't exist. The elements, the elements of this earth. Everything that man, everything that sin has touched and destroyed. So there's going to be a, a new heaven and a new earth. And for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. And he talks about how it's rolled up like a scroll. Uh, folks, when you really, we really begin to get an understanding and a revelation, this just gives us a little idea how awesome God really is. How powerful He really is. Amen. And His creation given us from day to day and from moment to moment. He says, and there was no more sea. That may have a twofold, okay? I, I don't know, but I, but, but I want to bring some things out to you about that word sea. Because right now we know somewhere, what, two-thirds of the, the world that we know is water? Seas. But, but let me bring a few scriptures to you today. Isaiah 57 and 20 21 says, But the wicked are like the troubled sea. When it cannot rest, whose waters cast up mire and dirt. There is no peace, saith my God, to the wicked. Galatians 4 and 26 talks about that we, we're, what, we're of Jerusalem, that, that mother of Jerusalem. I, I won't go into that one. So we begin to see the sea and the wicked. Watch this. Even in Revelation, it talks about sea as a people. As nations. And out of the sea comes. Beast. And forms of beast. And actually it can be likened unto a spirit. Or a kingdom. Or one that wants to rule and reign. With the antichrist. Amen. With Lucifer. And all. And so we've seen this as you go back. The Medes. The Persians. And the statue that Nebuchadnezzar had seen himself. That was with the gold and the silver. And the bronze. And then the, the clay and the iron and clay. And then the, the stone that was hewed out of the mountain. That came and smote that. And all these kings. So out of the sea is people. Wicked. Ungodly. People. And so. Isaiah's already prophesying and telling us. There will be no more sea. There won't be any wicked involved. And you watch, you watch what John and the revelation he gives us about this city. I, John, saw a holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Catch that. I saw this city coming down. I know we're always talking about going up, and I believe we're going to meet him in the clouds, and there's going to be a heaven. And we maybe we behold and stay in the heavens, amen, during the thousand years of millennium. I'm not, not sure about all of that. But that city's going to come down. Many believe, and when you look at the as a measuring, and I won't maybe read all of that, but he talks about the measuring of that city and how that it's a, a cubit. In other words, it's, it's the, the height and the depth and, the, and the, all of it's all the same, amen, and, and how that this city, and some of them likes it, unto the same area of the Garden of Eden. 
going to come down and that new city is going to sit in that same place on this new earth. Watch the next statement in this verse. Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. It wasn't a Moses' idea to build the sanctuary. It was God's idea. So I can dwell among you. And sure enough, it's Moses. And God told him, he said, you build it to the pattern that I showed you. And in that pattern, I can preach you the gospel. And I can preach you the plan of salvation. Right from the cross, repentance, amen, baptism in Jesus' name, and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. It's all Jesus Christ, every bit of that tabernacle. The skirts, everything, the eastern way in, all of it. But it was a God's idea for that sanctuary, that place to abode and dwell. Take you right on to, to the New Testament and the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He wants to come and take up abode in us. By the baptism of the Holy, the measure, the earnest, the down payment. It's just a measure. It's not the fullness. Jesus Christ was the measure. But you and I have a measure of that kingdom, of that lordship, through the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Huh. He says, but the tabernacle of God is with men. And he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them, and be their God. Watch what's happening. God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. From this moment, from this time, and from this city, and this, this, this place, this, this abode that's going to come down, and where we're going to set up. From this time, man, going to wipe away the tears, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. For the former things are passed away. This is what's going to flow out of the throne. This is what kind of power. This is what's going to be. That's the reason you and I, when Jesus Christ talks about and calls himself, I am the light of all men. I'm the bread, amen, of all men. Hallelujah. I am the one. I'm the one that's going to set away. It's going to flow out of me. He says, I'm a light unto all men. Folks, I'm telling you what, we ought to be some of the most exciting people on the face of the earth. Quit letting these beggar elements, amen, rob you of your joy. You got the source. You got the river. You got the well. You got the gospel. You got Jesus Christ. You got the Holy Ghost. You got all you need. Quit depending on your dollar bills. Well, I know it takes it. But God's got it. God gets ready. He can put us away. He can put us all well right back here on these two acres, right beside this cemetery. Give us every penny we need. He really don't have to have none of us. But he really he'd rather work through us. Because it's just God's way to work through the body. How else are you going to satisfy the head? Takes other parts of the member, doesn't it? To bring Mary to the heart takes other parts of the member, doesn't it? And add obedience unto the one head as it responds unto it. Huh. Anybody ever see anybody eat with their feet? Anybody ever see anybody eat with their feet? I have. It blows me away. And my wife was on vacation. 
Put Randy in to eat. Gentleman comes in, no arms, no hands, nothing. Personally, I thought, you know, he was probably a regular. And uh, my wife's sitting here, and he, he come and sit. I mean, no peace right there. And now we're eating, and all of a sudden, I, I can't eat. I'm watching. I'm, I'm floored. I'm beside, I said, baby, don't stare, but you're not going to believe this. I said, that guy is eating with his feet. He come in, and with his other foot, he took that shoe and sock off. He brought that foot up on that table. I can't do it. He brought that foot up on that table. He picked up that fork. I was, I was, I'm telling you, I was just beside myself. But I could tell by the waiters and everything that went on. He was a regular customer, possibly every day. But I watched him. This church is what this is all about. That's what revival is all about. That's what winning souls is all about. And we got to do it the way God wants us to do it. Amen. We need a God revival. We need a God outpouring. We need a God, amen, because he is the king. He's the only one sitting on the throne. And listen what the scripture says. He shares his glory with no flesh. I have no business whatsoever trying to take anything from God. That's also in worship. Now, I, man, I can open a can of words. I'm going to move on, though. Okay, and God shall wipe away what all the tears and sorrows and pains. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these, things, these words are true and faithful. They're going to come to pass. They're going to happen. You write this. Hey, you, you mark this and down. See, God doesn't have any problem writing it down. Praise God. You ever had somebody, you made them a promise, and they say, Hey, I want you to write that down. <laughs> and you say, Well, wait a minute now. <laughs> come on. Because <laughs> once it's written... And you sign it. It's kind of hard to get away from that, isn't it? That's where you have documents. That's where you have, <laughs> praise God, contracts. Praise God. Let's get this thing written down. Because you know what? We, we may not remember what we said. But I can promise you God hadn't had no problem to remember. He remembers a thousand years as though it was yesterday. That's what Scripture says. He's not going to be slacking His promises to no man. I, I may come up slack, but he's not. He doesn't, he doesn't miss not one word, but watch this. He doesn't miss the very intent of it. He knows, he knows what it's all about. And whenever we use words to get it our way, and we arrange them words, and they're outside the will of God and truth, you're trying to get a throne that you don't have no business coming. Because it's not about us. It's about him. It's about Jesus. If, if we're going to make it, it's about Jesus. The rest of that chapter goes, talks about the golden reed, talks about the measure. Drop down. Let's go back to the 22nd verse. I saw a temple therein for the Lord Almighty and the Lamb of the temple of it. And the city that had no, no need of the sun. Neither of the moon are to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. No sun, no moon, no stars. He's the light. You don't have to worry about no cloudy days, you don't have to worry about no hurricanes. 
You don't have to worry about no tornadoes. You don't have to worry about if the sun comes up or not. Oh, we sing songs about all that. <laughs> Amen. We write poems about it, and it, it helps us out, and it lifts us along the way. But oh, we go into a place, honey, you don't have to worry about any of that taking place. You don't have to worry about singing, bill, singing river bills. <laughs> you don't have to worry about leaving the lights on. You don't have to go behind people cutting the lights off. Oh, praise God, folks. A lot of things that we have to be threatened and worried about over there. We don't have to worry about none of it. We have to worry about a thing, folks. You're talking about worry free. You hear me? That's where we're going. Goes on, he says, and the nations, plural, nations, nations, of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it the nations that are saved of the this you have a new earth he didn't say there'd be a new soon new, new moon a new sun that new earth may not even have none of that well oh, I've had people talk about their animals and talk about this and I have some tell me you know and I don't argue with them because you know they love the little animals and <laughs> Saying so-and-so is going to be over there. Well, okay. But ain't what the Bible says. The Bible says they're different. Different flesh, different spirit. They're just going back to earth. But if God wants to put some buck deer over there, that's fine with me. <laughs> but that's God's business. But you know what? Listen. He says, And the kings of the earth to bring their glory and honor into it. I mean, why do you have gates or doors? Now we missed that part. Those gates is of one pearl. The, the, the foundations. A city with 12 foundations. A city that Abraham set out by just a voice. Looking for a city that man maybe what God Hey, we're part of that same dream. We're part of that same vision. We're part of that same promise. We're part of that same call. Looking for a city. A safe city. A city that you don't have to worry about a thief. A city you don't have to worry about the electric bill. A city you don't have to worry about if we got food or not. A city you don't have to worry about if a tornado is going to come and destroy it. A city you don't have to worry about if a devil is going to show up. You don't have to worry about darkness, amen. Or the shadow of it, amen. Or the, or the sun. You go back in your scriptures. It talks about these things, amen. That can, we will not be able to bring any harm whatsoever. I seen a scar on a man yesterday with a son called skin cancer. Don't wear your shirt. Get out in it. That's why it shows up. But over there, you don't have to worry about that. Huh. The gates of it shall not be shut at, at all my day. For there shall be no night there. So these, these they're going to be open all the time. Okay, what? When do we lock our doors most of the time? When does forts and cities, if they got gates, even in the Old Testament, when do they lock them up? 
If you didn't get in by a certain time, it, you got locked. But in this city, amen, the one sitting on this throne, because he rules and reigns in all the affairs. You have to worry about, amen, that city ever, over, ever, 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 in the eons of time, ever, ever, ever being overcome and defeated. You know what? I don't think, I know we talk a lot about, about not preaching about hell. But I'm about to come to the conclusion this morning, we don't preach enough about heaven either. We want to, we want to talk about this world, and the pains in this world, and the struggles in this world. And we want... If you don't believe that, listen to a lot of your new songs. What they're about. And if we're not careful, they're more about us. And us being heroes than really letting the hero be the hero in our lives. Being none other but Jesus Christ. I'm not looking for a hero in this world. And that includes Mr. Trump. Y'all can do with that what you want to. There's only one that's going to get us out of this mess. There's only one that's going to be our supplier, our way maker. There's only one. There's only one that we can lift our voices to and cry out into the heavens. That's sitting on the circle of this earth. I'm telling you that the devil himself can't even bind him up. Nor trick him. They shall bring the glory and the honor of the nations into it. And there shall be no wise enter into it anything that defileth. Not one single thing is going to be able to enter that can defile the city. Neither whatsoever worketh abominations or maketh a lie. It's not going to enter. Not in the city. But they which are what? Written in the Lamb's book of life. You know what? Every day we get up. You know the most important thing we need to make sure of? If your name's not written there to get it written. And if it's written there, make sure that he doesn't have a reason to delete it. Because he's got the power. So he showed me what? He showed me pure waters, a river of waters of life. Clearest crystal, clear, clear. Well, now watch this. Believe it or not, what's becoming an issue in our world today? Water. Water. The biggest struggle, amen, in some of those third world countries is water. Lack of technology and things of that nature and putting holes in the ground and getting water and things of that I don't mean to be gross, but there's some over there. They wash and eat and drink out of the same water. And because of that, they have sickness and death because of how nasty the water is. But not in the city. A river. A river. And on each side of this river is going to be some trees. But thank God there's going to be one tree that's not going to be there. That was in the garden. Have you ever thought about that in this city and in that moment and that time. 
What thing is going to make this thing so glorious? There'll never be not one single temptation at all. Period. No abominations, no lying, no dying. Sin is, the wages of sin is death. And there's no more death and no more dying. There is absolutely no more sinning. And so if there's absolutely no more sinning, then there's absolutely no more temptations. The biggest struggle you and I got is the weakness of this own vessel we got right here. Of tripping us up so bad that we can't pull our way out. And that we can overcome what's been said and how we've been hurt. And there's going to be, I'm going to say this. Going to be a lot of people wind up lost over some things that were said, but if they'd have really balanced it out, it didn't mount to nothing. It really didn't mount to nothing. But they listened to the wrong king. They listened to the wrong voice. And they listened with the attitude and the spirit of our nation. I want my rights. I don't care if I am wrong. I want my rights. And I could name a bunch of junk. I won't. Tell them to come out of the closet. What you doing in the closet? If you're in the closet, there's something wrong. The only reason you've got to come out of the closet is because you've got a revelation of the light. And you quit doing what you're doing in the closet. Don't bring your junk out of the closet and make, expect all of us to accept and say it's all right. God's not in the Word of God. And there's a city He's built. It's not going to enter. We got to be clean, folks. He'd make us clean. All we got to do is confess, change our ways, and have a real repentance. Now, real repentance is turning from it. You know, this idea, you know, I'm sorry, turn right back around and do the same thing again. That's not a godly sorrow. Godly sorrow, man, something gets a hold of you. Hey, I'm not going to do that. And you know what? You're going to be tempted to. You're going to be tried. And if you give in to it, watch this. That, that sin becomes even greater and more powerful. And it's going to become even harder the next time. I believe we all could probably confess of things that you know, we laid down. And amen, God meant the first time, man, it was good and all right. And, but because of life and different things, we might go back and pick it up. And all of a sudden, that second time, wasn't so easy. The second time wasn't so easy to overcome it. But you know what the biggest problem of that and what's slipping in? Just like the world's condoning some things and justifying it and okaying it and thinking it's all right. We put them in offices. I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to us. There's a time 50 years ago, I'm telling you, half of that White House up there wouldn't be up just because of the lifestyles. It wasn't because of what party they are, but because of the lifestyles they lead. They would not have been voted in. They wouldn't even run. Darkness. Spirit of iniquity. Remember what happens when that happens. The God of this world has blinded the unbelievers. We've got to be careful as a church not to let it slip in on us. Can I, can I put the spiritual cataracts? 
spiritual cataracts get you to a place that you can't even see. But it's such a slow process. A lot of times you don't really even realize it until all of a sudden you can't read nothing. You can't. It's always amazing to me to hear them. This is a report every time. When they get them cataracts took off. I just can't believe how blind I was. That's the way I was when I come to this truth. Things that I thought was all right, but nothing wrong with it. All of a sudden, the light comes on. All of a sudden. And you know what? When you fall in love with the light, you're going to keep running to the light. Not from it, to it. Can I say this? You know what's the problem with a lot of the Pentecostals raised in it? They get used to the light. And they don't run to it, they run from it. I want to get by as much as I can without the light. I want to enjoy and indulge as much as I. When it's supposed to be right the opposite. That light's coming out of this city. And this light, watch it. To all the nations. That's what the scripture just said. I'm, I'm about to say everything. But in the midst of the street of it and on either side of the river, there is a tree of life which bear twelve manners of fruits, yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the trees were for the healing of the nations. Huh. Well, that's a powerful statements there. So what all is this new earth going to contain? Who all is going to be on this new earth? Is glorified bodies going to need leaves to keep them healed? Or is this just a healing of the physical? Or is this a healing? How many of you agree with me this morning that we have a much as of a mental problem today as we have a physical problem? We got more wings being put on hospitals for mental patients. Some of y'all looking at me like I'm mental right now, but it's still the truth. <laughs> Spiritual warfare. Where's the battle take place? What's some of the things, some of the things we start, what's some of the first things we start saying when we get such a struggle, such a battle? I'm about to lo- lose my mind. I don't say I'm about to lose my health. But thank God for the promise, even on this earth, and this great light and great truth we're walking in, that He promised us the spirit of a sound mind. You may not be as smart as this one or that one, but if you have a revelation and an understanding of Jesus Christ, you've got the greatest thing that's ever been given to mankind above everything else upon this world. To be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Wherever that might be in this kingdom. And body of believers. Find it. Put your heart into it. You know what? Because there is a reward on that other side. We're all going to the same city. We're all going to behold the same one. What a time that's going to be on the other side. Let us stand. Love you this morning. I do. I appreciate you. Uh, there's a lot of scriptures we'd love to went to. Uh, I'm going to do this in closing though. And uh, if you go back to the 20th chapter, it also says uh, what? He saw another throne. Right, I'll put it this way. I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it. 
from whose face the earth and the heavens fled away. Church, it's not a time to flee from Jesus. It's a time, amen, to, to fled from him, but it's time to run to him. Folks, it's a time to have more church than we've ever had church. I'm talking about having church too. I'm talking about having the Holy Ghost church. I'm talking about having the power of God to saturate this place in such a way. Man, the power of God come to this place and shake these chairs. There can be a visitation in this house. I'm telling you what. You won't leave. You won't. You won't. You know. The appearance on your countenance will change. I promise you. They'll change. That glory cloud, that's your kind of presence. That, that, I'm telling you. It, and it changes us. That's what it's all about. Hallelujah. These type of experiences and moves of God. Let's have them. Let's reach for them. Amen. Let's give this community a place to come. When they've tried everything else, they can come here and find something that they couldn't find no other place. And that's deliverance. That's deliverance. Thank God for the liberty. Amen. Because there's no greater liberty than in the Holy Ghost. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. We ought to be the most free people on the face of the earth. Set free and delivered. I owe a debt to nobody. Because God has paid my debt. He's sitting on the throne. And the most important place He can sit in our lives today is on the throne of our hearts and our lives. Let's give ourselves to Him. Love you. Appreciate you. Praying for you. Pray for me. Uh, we want God just to have His way in Bendale, Mississippi. Man, I believe God wants to do some great things for us. Love you. God bless you. Let you be dismissed in the fear of the Lord. God bless you.